0: Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, the CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, I talked to Joni Ekstrom, who serves as Executive Director of South Dakota Biotech, overseeing its advocacy, communication, education, and membership services, while representing more than 50 companies and industries spanning from agriculture to medical services and renewable fuels. Since assuming this role in 2012, Joni has grown its membership and increased gross profit while maintaining and expanding membership benefits. Her collaborative approach has provided connections for networking and has led to career, new business, and partnering opportunities for both members and individuals. So talk to me a little about your journey to this place you are today. God bless
1: the broken road, Tiffany. It's been... (laughs) It's been a journey. Um, and I think it took me a while to uh, be let myself be vulnerable to this because it was, as you will hear, not the way I would have probably wanted it to go if I was to write it down in my dream world when I was a kid. Um, but I went started um, in college. I went right after high school, two years. And then I got married at an early age and moved. And I um, moved to Omaha, actually worked at Boys Hunt, which was a great experience for me. I learned so much about leadership and about, I guess, the world. I was cultured because I was raised and very fortunate to be raised in a Leave it to Beaver type style family setting. So I learned that the world isn't like that. So that was great for me. And it helped me a lot in my role today, for sure. But um, I took a hiatus from college. And then I had kiddos and Tried to take classes here and there um, part-time, but never finished and pretty much gave on uh, up on giving, getting my college degree and my degrees in psychology, actually. I did finish it, but I, I didn't think it mattered. But I was always embarrassed. I had the shame inside of me, like other people would say they have their degrees and they would, this is where they went to school and all the things. And it was 11 credits shy. And fast forward, my current husband, uh, I've been remarried since then. He said, "Tony, you're eleven credit shy. You, you're you're successful without it, but you should finish it, right? Just to say that you've done it." So I did. So in 2016, I finished my bachelor's degree in science and psychology, and I I'm very proud to say that. I talk with students, work with students all the time, and when I'm in front of them. Um, I always before said I'd studied psychology. And now I can say I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. So it feel it's amazing how that feels and it will it change the trajectory of my uh, professional career probably not, but it really feels good like it's an accomplishment and it was very much um piece of embarrassment for me before. So I haven't talked about it until recently, which is, I'm like, what's wrong with me? I need to help people realize it's okay. Like you, you should finish the things and don't be afraid of your dreams. So, so that's kind of where I'm at in, in terms of my education and how I ended up here. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. Um, I don't regret that. That was wonderful. I loved it. So I, Decided when I went back to school, I needed to find something for me. So I had just some part-time jobs at the school and wasn't sure what I exactly wanted to do with my life, because frankly, I hadn't given it much thought because I didn't have a degree. So I didn't feel like I didn't know where to go or what to do. Right. So I ended up um, working on a couple of political campaigns in South Dakota, which um, led me to where I'm at today, ironically. So before my job at South Dakota Bio, I started in, the, in December of 2012. I worked at Poet, which is an ethanol company, and I raised money for them for their PAC, for their political action committee. It was the first one they had. Um, so I was there for about two and a half years, and we grew it. It was quite successful in raising money, and I thought this opportunity came available, and I thought, I'm, I want to try this. Without a degree, I was terrified. I did not think I could do it. And I applied and I interviewed and they chose me out of a large field. So, so yay, here I am uh, with all that baggage, but um, I'm, I'm very proud of where I'm at
0: today. Absolutely. Joni, what a great story. And, and I have no doubt that um, there are people listening who, you know, that resonates with for sure. And it sounds like a lot of those barriers you were putting on yourself.
1: It oh, well, wasn't anybody sure.
0: else saying you can't do no. this or you shouldn't do this. It was just Joni saying that to Joni.
1: Totally. No one else knew. It's not like something that you go around saying, like most people don't announce their degrees, right? You don't know all of that. You don't, but not only that, you don't know the shame, right? Cause you have a smile on your face. You go to work, you sound confident. And, and I was, all those things were were very much me, but there was just something that was missing. And so it, having that final
0: puzzle piece made me feel very accomplished, even though I was in my mid-40s. <laughs> I do love that. And the word shame, I guess I never really thought of it like that, but that's what you felt. Absolutely. Everyone else around me have it. I, In the my
1: job, I work with PhDs and everyone has not only just an undergraduate and an advanced degree. And oftentimes now it's like, gosh, I only have a an undergraduate. I'm like, nope, don't you stop it. You're not doing this to yourself. Why are you saying this? Ah. So it, it is a different world with the people that I work with. So I, I was always in front of me, which is why I think it made me a bit more conscientious also. But um, it really was that thing. I would I would have regretted it had I not actually had encouragement from my support system around me to to go ahead and finish. So
0: for sure. Uh, a good friend of mine who's a CEO of a, I mean, multi-billion dollar company. When I moved into the Women Lead Change CEO role, I was around people like you that had, I mean, all they had MBAs, they had all these, um, you know, graduate degrees and were so accomplished. And I said to her, you know, I really feel like I should go back and get an MBA. And she just, I mean, again, CEO of super successful companies. said, so, well, why would you do that? and i said well there's just like some accounting that i wish i knew more about and she said oh my gosh take a class right (laughs) take a class because at that point i think i probably was i don't know late 40s maybe even 50. i don't know but she's like really tiffany with your experience you think you got to go back and but you do you can get so caught up in that
1: we can and it's too bad but, you know, hopefully I can share my story with others and realize that it's okay, that you should live your dream and and keep going. And sometimes it's okay to take gap years uh, to get <laughs> right. to where you want to be. Uh, I'm you know. glad my children and my daughter, at least, uh, it has, has she took a couple gap years, but she's about to graduate. So I don't have, I have to coach her up for the next
0: 20 years at least. So that's good. And it sounds like you are in a role that you really love which I think is also why you've been so successful. Can you tell us a little bit about about what you're doing now?
1: Gosh, what I do is so interesting and fun because I work with all different kinds of companies. So we're South Dakota biotech's a trade association. We have a little over 50 members, mostly in the biotech industry, but really my job is to meet with our member companies and say, Hey, what do you need? Where are you at? Tell me about your company. How can we be a resource for you? So, um, it could be anywhere from, look, we're, we're about to do a series A raise and we're going to you know, raise money, one to five million dollars, or could be, gosh, I can't find the right patent attorney or the right law firm here locally. Can you help me find someone that can fill that gap for us? So it just could be anything. It could be, you know, we can't find the workers that we need. Can you help us? Find uh, some more experienced people that might be interested in moving to South Dakota. So it's really fun because in one phone call I could be talking to the president of Sanford Research, and the next phone call I can be talking to the my board uh, member that's VP of Innovation at um, Poet. So <laughs> it's it's the whole spectrum. Um, but the beauty of it is I don't have to know very deep about many things. I just have to know a lot of people and a lot of things and make a ton of connections. My job is to make friends with pretty much everyone and keep them in my pocket so that if one of our member companies says, hey, do you know someone? I can go, actually I do, let me connect you. And that's fun to watch because then they connect and get the resource that they need so they can be successful. So it's really, I mean, gosh, why would I ever leave
0: this job? This is great. Mount Mercy University was founded in 1928 by a group of bold women intent on breaking barriers. Inspired by the Sisters of Mercy, Mount Mercy is committed to fulfilling their mission to expand abilities, equip you to lead with purpose, and empower you to accomplish your goals. Mount Mercy offers graduate, accelerated, and traditional programs to people from all walks of life. Their forward-thinking, future-focused approach puts you on the path toward success. Mount Mercy University, The future is female. Their past was too. Discover more at mtmercy.edu. It's interesting because you say psychology major and you're in a bio, you're you're running a biotech operation. Well, you're connected to biotech, kind of launching off of our last conversation. um, Was there ever a moment where you thought, why would I, am I capable of doing this? It's biotech. What do I know about biotech?
1: Gosh, I knew nothing about biotech except Poet is our member company, and I had understood biofuels and the importance of the environment and renewable energy and that. So actually, my teammate at Poet was a board member of South Dakota Bio all the time, and he really encouraged me. He's like, Johnny, this is really a fit for you, because I had started the Poet Pack, and we'd been there you know, over two years and had been as successful as I thought it could be. Be. I mean, obviously we can, you can raise more money, but we got it all set up basically. So I was looking for the next challenge and he knew that. And I appreciate him uh, um, kind of pushing me in this direction. In fact, I told him no several times. And finally he's like, dude, you got to do this. <laughs> like you're missing an opportunity, but just please apply for me. So I did. Um, it, and I'm so thankful for that because I, I would have been terrified to otherwise, because you're right. I didn't take any of the sciences. I actually did take some of the sciences. Science, psychology is a science, um, but I love to learn. And really my job is nothing to do with science. There are some PhDs that are um, other state affiliates because there's all all states have um, in the US have a state affiliate of National Bio that's based in DC. And few of them are PhDs. And they are just run theirs differently. They can't connect with the members quite as much. So really, I think psychology fits this role perfectly because I work with all different kinds of people. And you I spend most of my day, if I'm working with a certain demographic of people, coaching them up to want to, to, if it's a startup company, we're going to teach you how to talk to investors. If it's heck, even throwing a mixer where we have a bunch of different people that don't know each other, that are primarily introverts, not all. I don't want to put them all in that category, but don't love or feel comfortable doing that, to get them to come, first of all, and then get them to have fun. So, you know, all I have to do is bring my pom-poms out and I'm the cheerleader. It's like, it's just like, you should meet this person and here's why. And then they just start talking in their own way. And I say, I'm out of this conversation because I no longer understand any of your words. So then I leave. So it's fun. I I think that actually my degree lines perfectly with this role.
0: And and we hear it so often that, um, you know, we do sort of need that nudge that nudge from someone to say, you may not believe you can do it, but I so believe you can do it and do it. And you actually said no a couple of times, which Mm -hmm. is what a great story. And here you sit. Right.
1: And now I have really sought out younger women in particular to help them. And it's not necessarily formal mentoring. Some of it is, but Mostly it's if someone comes to me and just has a conversation, I share my story with them and give them the nudges because it's really hard for some people to feel confident in what they're doing. Um, Especially at a young age, it can be scary and terrifying. So I'm I'm like, hey, it's okay. I was the same way. And you just have to get over yourself because as you mentioned, Tiffany, the only one that gets in your way is you
0: oftentimes. So true. So true. So, so in, in biotech right now, um, is this a really just a a growing, a growing industry? Yeah, it is.
1: Um, COVID was really good to highlight biotech, I think, because it had, well, I think there's a lot of misunderstandings now with vaccines and all the things, but it really did show that biotech companies are doing some really great things and saving lives um, and we can use that uh, conversation to get in the door to other things, like if it's renewable energy or saving your environment. So, um, in particular with this administration, there's a lot more conversations about renewables um, and saving the planet and that kind of thing, which is great because it's very much our industry. Coupled with the advances that we see in healthcare and vaccines, and, not, and that has been made it actually. Allowed it to grow. It made the conversation easier to educate folks on what the heck is biotech. In fact, I have an article that I keep out that says, "What the heck is biotech?" Because it is really hard to have people understand what it is. So I have to have that reference sometimes so I can bullet point my conversations and talking points with people.
0: For sure. Um, and you're in you're in a lot of colleges and universities, right?
1: Yeah, we have. I think seven of our member companies are universities. Yes.
0: And why is that so important?
1: Well, students need help figuring out what they wanna do with a career. And oftentimes a student will go into, let's say a biology major, microbiology, and think they're gonna be a doctor. And either they don't get into med school or things change and shift. And we open up their eyes, especially an undergraduate, and say, hey, you like science? There's a whole bunch of things you can do with science. Come take a look at some of our companies and see what they're up to and what they're doing. Maybe this would be of interest to you, or maybe someone, you know, is an MD but really wants to work on the bench, on the lab, and doesn't want to be patient facing, and so they can do that. That and they can see how that works. So um, that's a big part of what we do: is talking to students and letting them know career, career options. But also um, from the industry perspective, it's hard to work with universities sometimes from an industry perspective because um, they don't know what the ask of them. They don't know how to use them, how to utilize them. So we can be the go-between to say, hey, this university has this equipment, or they have specialist faculty that are working on these projects. I think it might make sense, or maybe it would fill a need that you guys have and and connect that way. So really, um, universities is a big chunk of what we do, actually.
0: We had a conversation on the Own It podcast with Dr. Jose Marie Griffiths, um, who talked a lot about, isn't she's great. Oh, she's, I love her so much. She's amazing. I mean, so, so cool. Yeah. She talked a lot about getting women into STEM careers. Do you have a special eye on that? For sure. And I think we're starting conversations with Girl Scouts
1: because they have a mobile STEM mobile. And we want to help them find places to go that uh, they can take their STEM mobile but yet partner with industry. So industry can say, come on in, check, check out the lab, right? So we're, we're, we're starting those conversations and really hope in, within the next year to be more deliberate with those um, hopefully connections that we can make. Uh, definitely, there is a need for all kids being in STEM, but in particular women, to think it's okay and to see other people like them doing this. Uh, we're really lucky, I think, in South Dakota, there's a lot of really great women leaders in STEM. Jose Griffith is one, um, uh, Ashley Podroski who's on my board it works at Dakota State is another with a cyber uh, camp that she puts together. I mean, we're very blessed to have some pretty incredible STEM female leadership here. And so absolutely that's a, a definite goal of ours. And my board has been challenging me to to think of ways that we can do that and they're willing to help too. So that's what makes it great
0: it is just a part of your paradigm there. You do have some incredible women running things. We do. It's pretty awesome. We uh, do. When you think about your, you know, your special talent, your uniqueness, and the Own It podcast, we always ask, you know, what is what is your superpower and how do you own it? You know, whether that's something that you always thought was a superpower or something that's just kind of emerged that you see really as something that sets you apart and makes you really good at what you do, what would that be?
1: I love this question because it makes me uncomfortable to answer it because I think oftentimes women don't like to say how great they are about certain things. And so it's a reminder for me to ask those young women that I'm talking to this question. So I'm going to take it from you. (laughs) I think my superpower is the ability to connect with people and have them trust me Because I think that's the basis for any sort of relationship, is to be able to trust and that um, they can count on me and have a high level of integrity. And so without me building those relationships based upon trust, that I won't lead them, I won't sell them, I won't take them down a path that I don't think is good for them, and that it's always reciprocal. So if if I'm gonna help you, if I'm gonna ask something of you, want to make sure that you get out of it what you need, even if it's a sponsorship. It's like, these are the companies we have here. You should sponsor because I think these would be really good connections for you. I'm happy to make introductions along the way. That builds trust and that deepens the relationship that they have with me. Therefore, the association translates into my work as well. So I think that would be my superpower.
0: Joni, it has been such a privilege and a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy busy life for us.
1: Hey, Tiffany, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I sure appreciate it.
0: I love how Joni has such vision for biotech. We have two opportunities for professional development with the Central Iowa and Quad Cities Conferences. Tickets are on sale now at wlcglobal.org. The Women Lead Change store is open 24-7. Visit wlcstore.myshopify.com. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More resources and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.